Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Final hour of the show coming up here. Washington going to compete in the top of the draft order coming up in April. And after what happened with their last pick at number two, certainly new GM and coach likely going to be looking at a potential quarterback this time around again because there are guys up there that could potentially change their franchise or are there. Helping me talk about that, a a subject that we talk about throughout the college football season. My good friend Joe Miller from the It's College Football podcast and, of course, the color analyst with me on the Navy broadcast. Did the Military Bowl with me this past week with Virginia Tech and Tulane as well. Mr. Miller, Happy New Year to you, sir. Happy New Year to you well, uh, as well, Pete. Um, look, we've, we've not seen Caleb Williams in the postseason. Uh, <laughs> n- we've not seen Jaden Daniels. Uh, Mr. Nussmeyer did okay today uh, for LSU. Drake May certainly going to be in that conversation, and I wonder, I wonder how much Bo Nix has helped his stock, even though he's close to being 25 um, right now. Penix's medicals are going to be the ultimate decider on him, I think. I mean, if people look into his medicals background, I mean, he's had multiple ACLs, shoulder. He's had the full gamut, man, um, as a quarterback. So I think ultimately, um, you know, Michael's Michael's going to Michael's going to win the interview battle. But the medicals, I think, are going to be the big thing uh, when it comes to him. Let's start at the top of this thing. We've seen a couple of the USC guys raising concerns publicly uh, about whether, you know, Caleb Williams is, you know, a me guy or a team guy. And you and I talked about this all the way back at the discussion of NIL. There was going to be times where guys were getting big checks. And when you're on Dr. Pepper ads and when you're on Wendy's ads, you're getting big checks. Other guys are not. At some point. There might be some jealousy uh, involved in there. We don't know if that's the case here for sure. We're not interviewing the subjects involved. But color me not surprised because you and I talked about this 16 weeks ago um, when when NIL and players like Williams, who are likely to get it, start getting it. And now his team, you know, a little subpar this year. Miller Moss looks great in the bowl game. But now these guys spouting off saying, oh, now we're a team and all this other stuff. He's going to have to go to the Combine, Joe, and crush it in the interview process because I think he's going to have some questions to answer now. Yeah, no doubt. It, and, and, you know, the the other weird part of it too, Pete, is when you look at it, it's like there, there's been some spoke here before. I mean, I, I don't think this is just something that's popped up here recently. I mean, I, I think it goes back some time with him. You know, and, you know, there's no doubt he'll be coached up to what to say and everything at the Combine. I mean, this is this – is, you know, as we speak here in the first day of 2024, these guys aren't, you know, aren't just going into the combine like it's, you know, 30 years ago and not expecting to be asked tough questions. I mean, these guys know what they're going to ask. They're regurgitating the lines to their agents and 
I don't even know if it really matters at this point. I mean, I think you have to do your due diligence as a staff and research and try to figure out the best thing for you. But, I mean, we've talked a lot about Caleb Williams. I think, you know, at the beginning of the season, I might have been one of the few people in the, in the entire country that said, look, I, look, he, he's a fantastic player, but there's some things on the field that, that concern me on, on what he does. And it's funny to me how the narrative on him as the season progressed because they weren't a very good football team. I mean, that's that at the end of the day, they weren't a great football team as a compare. I mean, they were a good football team, but that when you talk about the upper echelon teams, obviously they're not playing right now. They weren't a great football team. And I, I think you saw as the season progressed, as they start losing some games, there's some things that popped up with him. And I, I just feel like my overall sort of big picture thing on him as a player has always been what makes him such a talented player at the collegiate level. I just don't think it it translates to the NFL. I mean, you don't see anybody, even the most mobile guys out there running around in circles in the pocket and making plays. (laughs) It's just not what guys do. It's a big part of his offense. And I've always compared him. um, I think he's a more accurate, you know, Kyler Murray as a passer, um, and probably slightly, you know, uh, you know, more elusive in the pocket, maybe. Uh, but you, you see the things that concern me with him on the field is just his ability sort of, again, I've always said this about where he's coming from offensively, too. You're talking about a team that runs, you know, a ton of play action out of the spread. Um, it's just not a true – conversion to the NFLs because it takes some time to get used to running NFL type plays to working in that system. So is there, and, and that's not just him. I mean, that's Drake may, that's a lot of these quarterbacks, ironically enough, probably Jaden Daniels and Michael Penix are the most sort of NFL proven type offenses coming to the next level. I mean, it's a big thing that Sam Howell had to overcome. And I think that's a big reason why he, um, dropped as far as he did because when you're running an offense that um, I think at the time his senior year, they were running play action 47, 48% of the time. I mean, that just, there's nobody in the NFL doing that. Um, and when we talk about doing out of play action, you're really limiting your route tree. You're probably talking about one, two reads, and you're not really progressing. And I think you see that in Caleb Williams's um, offensive numbers this season or when you watch him play. I, I mean, he's got a tremendous amount of talent. He's got the arm strength that you're looking for. I think he's a very accurate passer. Um, but, you know, I just – I look at a guy that, you know, it, you talk about three-step drop, five-step drop, seven. I mean, there's times where he's a 15-step drop. Um, and you can get away with that at the college level. I just don't know if you can get away with it at the NFL level. But I, I think he's got the talent. He's got to, you've got to figure out all that other stuff that you just talked about before. Um, and try to figure all that out and, and, and make sure that you're making – I mean, I don't think he's slipping out of the top ten, Pete. I, mean, no, I don't know if I would definitely. pick him number one overall, but I, I, I don't think he's slipping you know, much farther out of eight, nine, or ten. When you look at and, – and let's skip to Daniels, because I think Daniels – Daniels to me is the guy that you and I saw him – in flashes at Arizona State when he was just a baby and all this uh, as a freshman, man. And you could see there were some really intriguing parts to his game. But the fact that, and and you and I obviously have so much experience with Brian Kelly, the fact that he has 
played as well as he has and handled playing the quarterback position for Brian Kelly, which is not an easy thing to do. There are a lot of pro concepts within what those offenses have. I think he is the wild card guy because I just think that he has a skill set between being able to run, being able to throw, and I think he's just starting to get to the top of his game where I think a Williams and even a May to a certain extent has shown us some of the best of what they have to offer. I still think there might be a little bit more in that Jane Daniels package that I'm intrigued by right now. Now, clearly where he goes and what he's asked to do is going to be a huge factor, but man, I'm still, I'm intrigued by the progress and the jump that he really made this year. Well, I also love his journey, Pete, because look, this is a guy that was a young freshman. You know, sometimes these guys come in, you know, they're 19 years and and 10 months old. They went to a prep school. They went, you know, they're not, you know, he was a young freshman at Arizona State, came right in and played right away, then had a terrible, relatively speaking, second season. Then he goes to the transfer portal, wins the job at LSU. That wasn't a guarantee that he was going to be the starting quarterback there. And he's had some ups and downs in his career. It's not been a, you know, when you when you have a guy like, you know, you look at a guy like J.J. McCarthy who's played in five games maybe in his career that were in doubt. Um, or, you know, you go back to Tua Tonga-Vailoa who, you know, had everything go his way for the most part in his college career. You were like, what's the bumps in the road? And, and Jaden Daniels has been through that. Michael Penix has been through that. But the thing that I love about Jaden Daniels is his accuracy throwing the football. Um, he has the arm to make the throws, and he has an elite skill set that most quarterbacks don't have. Now, how are you going to use that as far as the, his running ability? I mean, I, I think he is a absolute elite runner from the quarterback position. And I was, we talked about it a ton. I almost felt like Brian Kelly used him too much as a runner, especially last year. This year, not as much. They had a little bit more talent around him this year at LSU, a couple you know, more wide receivers, a couple running backs that they trusted, I think, a little bit more. So they used him less and less as the season progressed. But he is an absolute elite Lamar Jackson-type runner. Now, I wouldn't say it's as explosive as Lamar, but he's pretty darn close to being one of the better I would, as you look over the last couple of years, I would put Josh Allen up there as just an elite runner at the quarterback position. Lamar is certainly up there. Um, and I would put Jaden Daniels. Now, there's guys that are just freak athletes that make plays, but Jaden's a runner back there. Now, how much do you want to incorporate that? How much do you want to use that? It's up to your discretion, but he's also a fantastic quarterback. Um, he can throw the football. I love his accuracy more than anything. If I had to pick a guy, number one, he would be my first choice right now um, just because he's been through some adversity. He's been through a couple different systems, um, you know, Arizona state at the time um, used a couple different offensive coordinators while he was there. He's been through Brian Kelly. He's learned from a guy that's not going to just, you know, paint you a great picture all the time. Uh, So, you know, he's coachable uh, and I love his intelligence. He's a smart depth thrower. He knows when he needs to run, when he doesn't need to run. You know, I, I wouldn't consider him like a, you know, a can't-miss type of guy, but I would put him number one amongst the guys because I just feel like he has – if you look over his last 10, 15 games, he's been as consistent at any, as anybody, and he also, also offers you that elite skill set of running the football. Now you got to go to a place that wants to use that, 
and not try to abuse it too much in the NFL. And that's, you know, that's, we don't know what Washington's going to look like next year on offense and who is going to be calling the plays and what kind of system they're going to run. Uh, but I would be shocked at whoever drafts Jaden Daniels um, that doesn't use that sort of ability to me uh, on their offensive scheme next year. Do the medicals on Michael Penix scare you at all? Well, I would say, yeah. I mean, there's definitely a, a couple things that scare me. To me, he's the one guy of the elite guys that we talk about, the, you know, that does miss some easy throws sometimes. Um, I think he's a little streaky as a quarterback. He can really get on a hot streak. And if you're, if you're tuning in, watching him when he's on a hot streak, he looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the country. But there are games where he misses some easy throws that he should not miss. And if you go back through the season, there's a couple games that you watch him play and they're layups that he misses. And that concerns me. I think he's got a tremendous amount of talent. I think as far as guys who have won games, like pulled games out of the fire, he's done that multiple times, whether it be at Indiana. Of course, the the 2020 season, it seemed like every week he was doing that at Indiana. And he's done it at Washington. And I think there's something to be said for a player that can do that. But I do think the consistency there is not always there. He kind of reminds me a little bit of, of Carson Wentz at times with that inconsistency. Um, but he can make every throw. He's also had some extremely talented receivers on his team. And you don't want to take away – that doesn't necessarily mean Jalen Hurts had three tremendous receivers with him as well, and you can't necessarily take that away from him uh, as as sort of a a demerit. But I I do think that there are times that he gets cold, and and I I don't know if I just – from a, you know, from a position of being a streaky kind of quarterback, that's why I would, I would sort of push him down a little bit farther than some of the other guys that we've talked about. But uh, there's no doubt that I think as far as like a, a guy that plays football and can win you games, he's kind of got that little thing to him that some, some guys don't have necessarily. Let's talk about the other two guys. Start with the younger of the two and Drake May. Um, coming into the season, uh, he and Williams neck and neck uh, for the top spot uh, at that on that quarterback uh, chart, and you know he kind of had a little bit of a uh, you know a, a regression, I would say, in terms of the results yeah. at least, kind of like Sam Howell did from that elite year that he had when they had all of the skill pieces there uh, at North Carolina. What did we make of May's year, and does it? Does it concern you at all as a guy that's likely to go one or two here in this draft in April? Well, I think it it should concern you. I mean, I think you look at him and you say, this is a guy that has everything that you're looking for um, from that perspective. I mean, he's got the arm. He's got the ability to run. He has the ability. And I, and I think as a quarterback, what they did with him this year is they did change the offense to sort of make it a little bit less, now they had a new offense coordinator too, a little less um, like play action, running, scrambling to be a little bit more of, even though they were very much still a spread team to try to do some more things that he would see at the next level. Now there's some games where he was brutal this year. Like the last game against NC state. Don't, if you, if you want to draft Drake may, if you want to, don't watch that, don't watch that highlights. 
Um, I, I, I think the Virginia game, he really forced some stuff in that game too, where you go back and you try to figure out what was he thinking on these plays. So there's some definitely some games where it just didn't look right for him. And this is a going back to the conversation that we had about Penix being a little streaky. You see the same thing with Drake May, but you don't necessarily see that ability to pull games out of the fire that that uh, that um, Michael Penix had um, uh, this season. So when you look at May, I I feel like you're talking about a guy that you know has everything that you're looking for. And you know Justin Herbert was a type of player coming out of Oregon was a player that you has everything that you're looking for, but the college's performance didn't necessarily match what you saw as far as talent. Now, you know, the Chargers haven't won a playoff game, but he certainly had a productive career and start to his season and a guy that you would probably, if you redrafted that draft, you would take number two. And I feel like those are similar type of things. Like you're going to have to mold what you want to do offensively around what May does best. And he's got all the talent in the world, Pete. I think he's probably the most naturally talented guy out there. Uh, but I feel like he's a guy that is going to have some ups and downs. But if you really have a quarterback, guru, offensive-type head coach, I think that's going to mesh really well with what he does. And, and I, I really think that he's a guy that, um, to me, he would probably be my number two guy. I'd probably go Jaden, May, and then – um, Caleb Williams. I mean, I think all those three guys are going in the top 10. I'd be surprised if they didn't, but he, you also, you, you, it's got to be the right spot for him. And there is, uh, I think of the guys, he's probably got the most bust potential of those guys, just because there's some games, Pete, where you turn on and it, you know, it's just not pretty sometimes, but there's a lot of good that comes out of that as well, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a place, I think a place like Minnesota with Kevin O'Connell uh, would be a great place uh, for for him. Uh, and, and I'm with you. I, I think the, it's got to be right fit uh, for him. Last guy I want to ask you about is Bo Nix. Now, we talked about guys who overcome adversity. Um, Bo Nix, legacy guy at Auburn, with dad, of course, a former player there, and you've got a situation where it just didn't work for a lot of different reasons, and it wasn't just him. But what he's done at Oregon uh, to resurrect uh, a potential pro career has been extraordinary uh, to me. And, I mean, look, he's going to be 25, and I know there will be some personnel people that will poo-poo that a little bit, like Pickett as an older guy. But, boy, he he looks like that all that talent we thought he had, Joe, heading to Auburn – has finally blossomed there while he was at Oregon. I mean, he's a different player. I mean, he, it looks like, uh, you know, two different players. I mean, I, I think you have to you have to factor in the amount of talent that he has at Oregon and sort of the system that they put him in. Look, he's one of the guys that does not, when you look at, and a lot of teams look at this. Now, I will say that when he was in college, you know, if you looked at the number of passing plays over 20 yards, Matt Jones was as good as anybody. Um, historically as well um, at Alabama. And I think that's a big reason why he went so high in the draft. Nick's, on the other hand, is one of the guys that does not have great numbers throwing the football down the field. So a lot of people will look at that and sort of downgrade him for that, you know, because they'll say a system quarterback. What The thing that is impressive to me is that he completely fixed his inaccuracy. 
and became an accurate quarterback um, with some hard work. And it, it can it can be it can be done. You know, I remember when Aaron Rodgers was coming out. You know, the the whole question about Alex Smith or Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, his accuracy wasn't as effective. He didn't have the deep passing game, and Alex Smith was the guy that was the accurate, athletic guy. You, so you can fix those things. Those things can get better, um, and they clearly have with Bo Nix at Oregon. And, you know, I don't think – do you think he's a first-round guy? I don't know if – you know, he's probably a guy that people will look at, like, 25 to 35, that kind of area. Like, a, you know, like J.J. McCarthy. I mean, he's a guy that I think is going to wow some people with the athletic ability that maybe he pushes past a guy like Nix. He's just turning 21. Um, so I think Nix is a guy that, you know, in the right place, in the right situation, um, is the type of guy that can win you some football games right away. Um, and I, I feel like he's a guy that – the, you do worry about what's the growth potential, right, Pete? I mean, he, like you said, the age is a factor. He's already taken one giant step forward at Oregon. Is there another place for him to go to? I think is going to be the biggest question that people ask when they look at Knicks is, like, what's the ceiling here? Uh, because the ceiling, like, you go back and look at last year's draft, you look at the ceiling at Richardson, you look at the ceiling on some of these other guys, you go, wow. If we get this all together and put in the right spot, we got a big ceiling here for these guys. I just don't know what the ceiling is for Knicks. I think he could be a good quarterback at the next level, but I think the big factor for him is people are going to sit there and go, well, is he the guy we're getting today? Is there any room for improvement, or is this going to be – this is what you got. And I think that's going to hold him down. Yeah, I mean, who's the better? I mean, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll ask you this because we talked about this guy a lot on our show over the years, Brock Purdy, it, it, because he gets with a guy like Kyle Shanahan, who is just tremendous at what well, he does in terms of scheming this up. Was, I mean, was there a bigger fan than Brock Purdy in in America than me over the last few years? <laughs> no, I, I, I give you all the credit in the world, man. You you had him, you had him completely pegged. You him and Devin Achan of the Dolphins was another guy that while at A and M, you know, you were all all on on the hype train with that guy, and they've turned out to be great pros. Yeah, Purdy to me was always to me Purdy was always the guy that if you got him in the right place in the right situation, as you mentioned with Kyle Shanahan, like I always felt like he has a little bit of everything that you're looking for. It's very hard to sit here. The, my, my two favorite quarterbacks over the last couple of years to watch have been Purdy and Bryce Young. And, and, and because you can see them thinking on the field. Like I, I, I feel like I can feel that. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I'm just, I, maybe I'm just imagining it. it, it but I, I felt like those were two guys that you could see, um, for lack of a better term, the process of what they were thinking out on the field. And I just felt like a Purdy, because he wasn't a noodle arm. So if you got him in the right place at the right spot, like I think, um, I, I think you could have a you could have a home run there. And he went to the right place, the right situation, to, with a lot of talent around him. And I think you can see. And that's another guy, like, I think you would have probably questioned 
coming out of like what's his ceiling and um the guy played a ton of games and i've always been a big proponent you know if i had a five star i i'd want him to go to a place that he could play right away and he wasn't like surrounded with just oodles and oodles of talent (laughs) i would want him to go to a place where he had to earn things at times and i think that is so helpful I thought it was helpful for Bryce Young last year. You might scoff and say, well, he was at Alabama last year. But he didn't have the, he didn't have Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith. He didn't have what other guys had. And he, he forced himself on the college football world last season. And I love what Brock Purdy did at Iowa State because they were in every game because they had Brock Purdy. And I, I just feel like that's such a helpful – thing for these guys for these quarterbacks that they're put in spots where they're not surrounded by the uber uber talents of the college football world and they have to go out and earn it they those type of players get an extra little you know check mark for me sometimes no doubt about it appreciate the time big fella looks like we're gonna get overtime in this first game here between <laughs> michigan and alabama yes, uh, you know unless something crazy happens it, well, it looks like we're headed to how overtime. many times can michigan drop a punt today I mean, if I'm Nick, I just punt it in overtime, and I dare a Michigan guy to catch the football with the way this game has gone. It's been spectacular. Appreciate it, man. Happy New Year, pal. All right. Happy New Year to you. Talk to you later, man. You got it. Joe Miller joining us, co-host of the It's College Football podcast. And, of course, you can get that available wherever you get uh, your podcasts as well. And you can go back and listen to that entire segment. It's a great breakdown on the quarterbacks that are coming out Um that you'll likely see, and in a case of probably Penix and Knicks, late first round, probably early second for both of them. But the other three guys, they are likely going in the top ten. Interesting, too, we were talking about um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, it is, uh, he played two seasons at Cal. And in the first one, in five of the last eight games he played, he threw for over 300 yards in those games. He won five of them uh, against good teams. His second year at Cal, he did the Drake May, Sam Howell thing, where he regressed in terms of overall results. He won more games overall. His completion percentage went up. But total yardage, he never he never came close to a 300-yard game that next year. But Cal won more games, and obviously it's worked out for him eventually as a pro. You just never know what those seasons are going to mean. Guy takes a step back. That's why he went later in that round. He turns out to be 10 times the pro quarterback that Alex Smith was. 1-800-636-1067. A half hour to go on this Monday night right here on 106.7 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Overtime in game one of the college football playoff, Michigan has scored on its possession. Blake Corum, the St. Francis product out of Baltimore. Doing the job. Michigan went old school. Unbalanced line with a pulling lineman. And Corum takes it into the end zone. Alabama now with its possession in overtime facing a second down and 10 down 27-20. This is the time. And look, Michigan was down 20-13. to And in previous playoffs and big, big time opportunities, this is where Michigan had come up short. McCarthy led a great drive to get them even at the end of regulation. Now the Crimson Tide have to answer the call here in the overtime session. And uh, Jalen Milrow, you know, is hoping to do the same thing that McCarthy did and uh, get a scoring drive here. And uh, Milrow with a great run to get the ball down inside the 10. So Alabama uh, trying to keep this thing going here with Michigan up 27 uh, to 20. And, again, if you want to go back, it'll be on the Odyssey app. Hit rewind on overtime, and you'll be able to hear the great conversation uh, that uh, Joe Miller and I just had about the quarterbacks uh, for this upcoming uh, NFL draft in April. And, you know, appreciate my guy Ross Rudder out there listening in tonight. Happy New Year to him and his two fantastic kids. And uh, hopefully Ross feeling better soon. My man has been through it uh, here over the last uh, couple of weeks and uh, appreciate his continued support uh, of our shows uh, through the years here. And, you know, when you when you break down those quarterbacks, man, they're, they're, everybody's got something you like. Everybody's got something you're concerned about. You know, Penix, six medicals. Um, but I go back, and, and, and Joe made a great point. We were talking about Purdy and about Aaron Rodgers. You know, Rodgers is a guy that, you know, because he went so late, he ends up at a good team, and he can sit there and watch behind a guy, you know, like a, a, a Brett Favre. And he did the same exact thing statistically that how – and May did, um, you know, in their time at North Carolina. They had a great year. They got to the top of everybody's radar. Things kind of backed up for them statistically. And obviously, you know, you know things are still a long, long way to go in Sam's career. Um, and we'll see what happens with May. But, you know, the one thing Aaron Rodgers did in that, from that one year to the next was he, he increased his completion percentage and his team won more games. So he didn't necessarily have to put up the gaudy numbers that we see with some of these spread offenses now and everything like that. But Aaron ran some things conceptually that were NFL-like and then obviously made an easy transition to the NFL game after sitting and watching uh, Favre uh, there in Green Bay. So, you know, you're talking about, um, you know, the film you have to trust. And, and, I, and you know, with guys are going to have these great workouts. I mean, we're going to see all that stuff. And, you know, that's the, that's ultimately what these coaches and these general managers are going to have to decide. When you watch that film, does that film, you know, do you trust it? 
do you trust that film enough that the player can play football? Because the, the workout stuff, those guys are going to look great in the Under Armour stuff at the combine. They're going to look fantastic. And ultimately, you have to watch that film, and you have to trust it. And we'll see if the NFL general managers and those coaches trust it uh, with those guys. And are you willing to take – see, I think I, – again, I think Daniels is the wild card in all this. I think Daniels might have more in there. I'm, I might be I might be inclined because he's been with Brian Kelly. That's the thing that I, I love. If you can survive playing for Brian Kelly, who's really hard on you, but he does things with pro concepts behind him, I just love what's in that skill set there with – with Jaden Daniels, and we'll see. I mean, look at how Nussmeyer played for LSU today. I mean, that kid threw for over 300 yards. I mean, his dad was a great uh, quarterback in college uh, as well. And, um, you know, he did a great job in that LSU offense uh, today as well. 27-20, Michigan leading it overtime. Alabama's going to have a fourth and goal. There's an injured player down on the field. We'll tell you how that worked out, and this one will continue. We'll look ahead to Washington and Texas, and we'll put a final bow on the – Washington Commanders, San Francisco 49ers with the Dallas Cowboys ahead coming up next week in what could be a pretty good snowstorm here in the D.C. area. Still plenty of time to see how that will play out. Pete on Sports with you for another 20 minutes, 1-800-636-1067. That's how you get to us here on 106.7 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Michigan overcame a ton of mistakes, showed a lot of guts, a lot of toughness. And the Maryland product out of St. Francis, Blake Corum, carries the Wolverines to victory in the overtime session. And they win it by a score of 27-20. to 20. They will take on the winner of Washington and Texas, which will be the second semifinal coming up in the Sugar Bowl here in just a few minutes from now. J.J. McCarthy with three touchdown passes in the game and engineering that drive. They needed a drive of toughness down the stretch, down 20-13, to 13 in the final minutes to get the game to overtime, and the Wolverines eventually go on to win it. Love the second game. Ewers, Penix, big-time quarterback matchup. And if you're wondering why Joe and I didn't discuss Ewers in that uh, discussion earlier, because Ewers likely going back to Texas uh, for another year. Um, so he will put himself likely in the discussion for the number one guy the following year, the 2025 NFL draft, uh, as a result of that. So probably good work on his part uh, to go back and play at Texas for another season, and he's got a chance right now to quarterback the Longhorns uh, to a potential national championship, but a big-time quarterback matchup coming up in that game. Just to uh, clean up a couple of other uh, things, we haven't obviously you know, we haven't been on the air since August, so we have a chance to uh, talk about uh, some things. And obviously the other big story in addition to 
the commander's failures is you know with what uh you know Ted Leonsis and Monumental Sports is going to have a chance to do over in the Alexandria area and I mean look I'm a person that goes all the way back to the Capitol Center okay I mean you know my my birth mother worked for uh Abe Poland and you know I I had a chance to interact as a kid I mean I'm sitting five rows off the floor uh, during the playoffs in the 78 championship run as an eight-year-old. I mean, I'm sitting on the aisle, and I'm sitting eight rows off the floor uh, at the Capitol Center watching uh, those games. I'm sitting in Sky Suites watching the Caps get beat by the Montreal Canadiens 11 nothing in the early days of Capitals hockey. The Capitals had already moved one time from the suburbs into the city, and obviously Mr. Poland um, you know, built uh, what we have downtown now, and – Ultimately, and, and I say this because I went to I went to Patriot Place for the Army-Navy game, the home of the New England Patriots. And when you see what the Patriots have been able to do there, what the Atlanta Braves have been able to do down in Atlanta, you look at the area around Nationals Park, which has uh, some, you know, a lot of businesses and, and, and stuff um, there, the fact that Monumental Sports is going to have to uh, have a chance to build a facility and build an area around it where they will, you know, they will have some ownership of some of those businesses and what what the Kraft family has done up there in New England. I mean, Foxborough is midway between Providence and between Boston. Okay, it's out in the middle of nowhere. This is four minutes, you know, four miles or whatever from where. Uh, Capital One Arena is, and from a business standpoint, this is an absolute no-brainer for you know Ted Leonsis and Monumental Sports if they are able to get this facility built to in a way that maximizes their ability as a business because it's been the biggest complaint through the years. Obviously, you know you get lucky when Alexander Ovechkin falls in your lap and decides to stay with you, and, and as I've praised Ted. Through the years, Ted making a 13-year commitment—it's unprecedented. Like, I mean, we we yell at all these baseball guys for these 10-year deals for players like Bryce Harper for 300 million dollars and everything like that. Well, well, Ted Leonsis made a 13-year commitment to Alexander Ovechkin contractually, and when everybody everybody is celebrating that because it it, it keeps that superstar here in our market, and when we do. The Mount Rushmore one day of Washington athletes, Alexander Ovechkin, is is in that discussion, and and uh, the ability to finally break through and win that cup here in Washington. Now, whether he's going to get to Wayne Gretzky or not, that's a legitimate question now, and how long it might take him in, in which to do that. I mean, remember Gordy Howe seemed to play until he was like 930. So, I mean, Alexander Ovechkin could certainly hang around long enough uh, to where you know maybe he scores enough goals, and obviously needs to get going on a goal-scoring track if he's going to do that in any reasonable amount of time. It's clearly not going to happen uh, this season, nor did we expect it to happen uh, this season. But for Ted to maximize business-wise and bring you the best players eventually, because that's what th- this, is a, this is a move for the future, to eventually be able to bring you the best product, to pay the best players, they need to be able to make money. Monumental Sports needs to be able to make money. And by doing that, Monumental Sports is going to be able to make a lot of money. And thus, Ted is going to be able to put that back into the franchise and hopefully sign the players that it takes to eventually win here on a consistent basis. 
But you can't do that without capital. And, and being able to do that and build something of that nature is a long-term play for monumental sports. You know, they buy, you know, a TV station. So now they've got the over-the-air because nobody watches Internet-only stuff. I mean, it's great that you have it. It's limited capacity outside of really ESPN+, Plus, which is the premier streaming service uh, for sports. And, and, and I'm sure some of you diehards watch and pay for the stuff on Monumental, but you need an over-the-air channel. Ted's going to be able to maximize that with over-the-air advertising uh, for his franchises now. He's going to be able to keep all of that, that advertising. Now he's also going to be able to do it from a business standpoint, making money from a commercial situation um, that eventually you hope they put back into the franchises, pay the best players, and eventually you know, have a winning product here for a long time kind of like the Capitals have been. Because for those of us that go way, way back uh, with these franchises, we know what it's like to have a winning product. We know you show up when the product is really good. I mean, the John Wall teams, the Gilbert Arenas teams, you know, you you showed up in that building. You showed out when those teams teased us that they were this close in the playoffs. You showed your dedication to Monumental Sports in those times. Hopefully they continue to be able to make the kind of cash to invest in the team, make it better, and you'll be able to show up and support those teams again. It's been a lot of fun. It's been the first time since we've been with you since August. My thanks to Chris back at the station. Hope you've enjoyed it. Good night on 106.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 